Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more R slash And if you love a Reddit story, please consider hitting that subscribe button, maybe that like too, and let's jump straight in to today's stories. And our first story is coming from Level Sky 8422 who asks, am I the arsehole? I went with my friend to a restaurant that was originally reserved for me and my wife. Whew. Yesterday was my birthday. My 30 male wife, 28 female, and I had made reservations at this really nice Korean barbecue restaurant for dinner. My wife is four months pregnant. However, her friend wanted to hang out with her and had called her the night before my birthday. My wife said that this was a childhood friend of hers and that she really wanted to spend time with her. I reminded her that it's my birthday, but she just dismissed it saying, my birthday comes every year, but her friend will be leaving for Germany in a few weeks. I told her that she could go after my birthday as well, but she did not listen and just went to a sleepover at her friend's place. I got really mad at her and instead of waiting for her to return home to talk things out, I asked my friend if he would like to come hang out with me. He was fine with it, so we spent the day fishing, grilling, hiking, and went to the Korean barbecue for dinner. When she came home after spending time with her friend, she apologized to me saying it was an unavoidable circumstance. I told her that it wasn't a problem and that I spent the day with my best friend. She got mad that I'd take him to a restaurant that we booked for ourselves. I said that it was originally for us, but since she prioritized her friend over me, I took the person who prioritized me on my birthday. She said that I'm controlling and that I shouldn't be deciding who she spends time with. Now she's neither talking to me nor coming out of the room. I think I went too far by telling her whom she should be spending time with. Am I the asshole? Now, I don't think you told her or was controlling over her in any way. You didn't tell her who she could be spending time with. You literally just said it was your birthday and you told her that you could go after my birthday. But she's the one who didn't listen and then gets angry at you. When she comes back because you spent the day with your friend which that day sounded pretty great to me actually <laughs> kind of jealous not gonna lie so i don't know what she was getting at in this situation and this was a last minute plan that she did prioritize over your birthday which was planned before so yeah absolutely not the arsehole in the situation i don't know what that person was thinking but bebien says but you didn't tell her she shouldn't spend time with a friend you only asked that she not do it on that specific day what is she talking about? Your wife is playing the victim here. She seems really immature and rude, not the arsehole. Wasting me time says and replies to that one saying, I know it's funny too. It also stated that her friend is leaving in a few weeks. His birthday is one day. Babyum replies to that saying normal Davo shit. And I didn't know what Davo meant until I went and Googled it. But just in case anyone didn't know like me, it stands for deny, attack and reverse victim and offender. Before Benjia says, not the asshole. Seems to me she's actually the one being controlling. She doesn't prioritize you 
on your birthday, but then wants to say you shouldn't continue with your plans. With your friend in her place, she would have preferred you sitting at home waiting for her on your birthday. That's really not very nice. ETA, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was a milestone birthday. That's not right. Emotional says, I'm confused. What did she expect you to do? Sit home and cry? Not the arsehole. Your wife is the arsehole. She didn't need to visit her friend that day. She didn't need to stay out all night and come home in the next morning. That's weird. And Emma Cobb says, not the arsehole. This is a no-win situation. You can't hang out with her or your friend on your birthday. What were you supposed to do? Stare at the wall like a sim until she got home. Silly. Acceptable Home says, I may be missing info, but it doesn't really sound like you told her who she should be spending time with at all. You two had made plans she wanted to cancel on your birthday, no less. To hang out with a friend, you provided way she could do both, and she chose to do what she wanted. You chose to celebrate your birthday with someone who wanted to celebrate with you. There's nothing wrong with that, like at all. She ditched you on your birthday, is now feeling shitty about and is projecting her guilt onto you so she doesn't feel as bad. Not the arsehole. And I totally feel for OP, just for those initial feelings really about, you know, being excited about going on a date with your partner for your 30th birthday, going to this barbecue restaurant, being pretty excited about it. I get excited about restaurants pretty easily, so (laughs) don't get me started. And then your partner turning around and saying, oh no, this is more important to me than going on to your birthday for that meal. Yeah, I'd feel pretty shitty about that as well. Now, what do you guys make of this? How would you feel in that situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Equivalent Toe 344 who says, am I the arsehole for not going along with my brother-in-law's 40 days of plan for my sister's 40th birthday? I'm a 40 plus white man, husband and dad to four kids. I have one sister. 15 years ago, my sis met a man from another state on social media. He moved to be close to her. They got married and then moved to another state soon after. I haven't spent a ton of time with my brother-in-law, but full disclosure, he never really appealed to me. He is self-centered, arrogant, and has little interest in getting to know me or my family. Despite all the bad feelings I have about him, I never said any of this to my sis. I tried to be as supportive as I can because she loves him and obviously overlooks the flaws or maybe admires them. I don't get it. Every year on our birthdays, my sis and I call each other and chat. No presents, no big gestures, just happy birthday, how are things going? In our family, once you become an adult, it's not expected to buy gifts or have extravagant parties on your birthday. The first text I got from brother-in-law about two months before my sister's birthday, asked if we could come visit them prior to her birthday. Also, if we couldn't visit, and he totally understands. Some type of awesome gift for sis and a three to five minute video from my wife and I. Also, a separate gift and video from my kids. Financially, visiting was not possible. We can afford the gifts, but I chaffed at being told how many gifts to send. And the three to five video really pissed me off. A word about videos. My brother-in-law is obsessed with making videos. At their wedding, they made a corny video about how they met and played it smack in the middle of the ceremony. It was about 10 minutes long. He sends me requests occasionally to make longish videos for things like my niece's first day of school. I ignore the requests. I don't like to make videos of myself, like I'm a celebrity on Cameo. About two weeks later, I get another text asking for a status report on the gifts and videos. I didn't know he sent messages through Facebook on this 40-day plan. 
I didn't know he sent messages through Facebook about this 40-day plan to send her a gift and video from all of her friends and family. So I grudgingly accepted the terms of the plan. Over the next few days, we spent a small fortune on meaningful presents and shipping costs. I hoped he would let the videos go, but he diligently sent reminders every week. I tried dropping hints that we are busy, which is true, and we do our best to get the videos done. The final straw. Last night, I get a text that says, video please, winking face emoji. That's when I snapped and told him how irritating and controlling he was being about the video. I told him about our birthday phone calls and how I resent him setting the terms of how I show love to my sister. I didn't name call or curse. His last text was, I won't bother you with it anymore and I'm sorry you got annoyed by my request. We love you, we miss you and know my intentions were always to bless sister's socks off because she's worth it. Now we're going to cover the edit before we go to the comments. You have to take into consideration some of the edits may be in replies to the comments itself. So edit. I do have a hard time saying no if I don't have good enough reasons. What am I supposed to say? The thought of making a three to five minute video makes me uncomfortable. Makes me sound like a basket case. It actually took me a long time to realize most of my discomfort had to do with these videos because I'm very shy and awkward. I get defensive when people tell me how to express myself, but now being fully aware of all this, I realize I dragged my feet hoping it would go away. Why can't he just take a hint? Lol. And yes, I did let my dislike of my brother-in-law affect my judgment. I need to do some work in that area. Edit two, I sent my brother-in-law an apology text with many of the points you all made. Thanks everyone. It stings to have the internet proclaim me as an asshole, but I'd rather be a self-aware asshole than not. Great job, Reddit. Edit three, for those asking why I put that on white, there are cultural differences that affect how these issues are morally judged. I live in a racially and ethnically diverse area. So I'm used to taking my race and ethnicity into account when making moral judgments. If my race means nothing to you, that's fine, but it matters to someone else out there. Now to me, this is just one of those situations. Yeah, you're going to be the arsehole for the way you dealt with this situation. I'm not saying you're the arsehole for not wanting to make these videos because I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it either. Sure, it's a nice thing to do for sister, but if you don't have the time or whatever, you know, everyone's busy. So to take time out of your day to do this, and you may not feel comfortable on video doing it either. Sometimes it can be a bit cringe. I totally get it. You're not the asshole for disliking these things, but you are the asshole for how you went about it. You should have just approached it from the very start and said, look, I'm not comfortable making these videos. Brother-in-law doesn't sound like a bad person. He sounds like he loves sister more than anything, which is absolutely amazing. And I'd be happy for your sister in that respect, regardless of how you feel about brother-in-law. But do the pingooses, you're the asshole. Yes, he's being over the top about gifts and stuff, but it's on you to set boundaries long before it gets out of hand. You need to be able to say, we can't do that, sorry, the first time he asked, instead of sitting and stewing. It's nice that he wants to make a big deal for someone's birthday. Now you get to opt out of that politely. Naive Squirrel says you're the asshole. You didn't say no to him even once and then blew up at him after months of communications. I can almost taste the disdain coming off you. The guy sounds like a pain in the ass, but at least he isn't overtly mean. And one more from Abby Burb who says you're the asshole. You two obviously have some differences in how you do things and that's okay. He's trying to make his wife's 40th birthday amazing for her and that's awesome. It is normal for families to throw birthday bashes for milestone dates like this. He asked for assistance with his plan and that's okay too. You can't afford the trip, that's okay and he accepted that. You agreed to gifts and the videos, great. 
The reason for the separate gifts, he's wanting to give a gift for each of the 40 days. He probably broke each family up into adults and children to reach the goal. The reason for the videos, that's their thing and that's also okay. The reason you're the arsehole. You did not say no to making the videos, you led him on. You could have said no and he would have changed his plans or whatnot. He did for everything else, he seems compromising. He wasn't annoying or nagging you. He was reminding you and letting you know of his deadline. Reasonable. You tricked him into thinking that he could count on you when you had no intention of doing it. That makes you an arsehole. And then quotes, he is self-centered, arrogant, and has little interest in getting to know his family. Then says, I don't know the guy, but from your post, it seems like this is just not true. He calls you. He Facebook messaged you. He asked for videos of important milestones for your family. He's trying to get to know you, but, and quotes again, I ignore these requests. Then says, how can he get to know you or your family if you don't allow him to? They live long distance and videos, phone calls and messages are how you get to know someone long distance. You're blocking his ability to get to know you and then complaining he doesn't. That makes you an asshole. Quotes again said, my brother-in-law is obsessed with making videos. They made a corner video about how they met and played it smack in the middle of the ceremony. And it says obsessed, questionable. It's an interest he has that you don't have. Corny, no, that sounds sweet and romantic to me. Just because someone likes something different than you do does not make them an arsehole. When you judge them and dislike them for it, that makes you an arsehole. Now, what do you guys make of this one? How would you deal with this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss and our next story comes from throw gift 3435 asking am i the asshole for refusing to return the 600 gift i bought for mum for christmas to start i want to mention that unlike my wife i have a very good relationship with mum and because my siblings can always afford pricey gifts for mum this year, I decided to gift her something nice and expensive for once on Christmas. Though I'm currently unemployed, but I work for the past few months and my wife and I have a joint account. The problem began when my wife found out I purchased a $600 necklace for my mum to gift her on Christmas using our joint account. 
She went off on me saying I should have told her and shouldn't have taken the money from our joint account that she uses to pay the bills and rent, especially now that we're struggling. I asked why should I tell her this is for us both, but she reminded me that despite that being true, one, I no longer work and two, 600 is a lot and I should have consulted her, but the reasons I didn't are, one, I feel that it's my money too and I can make purchases using our joint account and two, I know if I told my wife she'd refuse to let me buy the gift solely because she hates my mum. She yelled at me saying that it is her hard earned money I threw away and needed to return the necklace but I refused because mum already knows about it. She responded that this is no longer our joint account since I no longer earn money and that if I want to gift mum expensive items then needed to earn money. She insisted I return it but I said no and it escalated to me calling her bitter and controlling after she pointed out I never got her anything in this price range. She insisted I return it and at least get a cheaper one, but I'm dumb, but I'm dumb being the one with the least expensive slash valuable gifts to gift in the family. She is making this her hill to die on. Am I the asshole? Now this one's a pretty simple one to me. It's a joint account. It's a joint decision. You should have consulted your wife before spending that kind of money. And you know, I don't think you did because you know what the answer would have been. And especially now, you know, as a couple, you're struggling with money issues at the moment. It is a really poor decision and trying to compete with your siblings to spend money on your mother for Christmas. Is this what your mother would want? I know my parents wouldn't want me doing that. So absolutely, you're the asshole in this situation to me. Should have been consulted. Should have been a joint decision. Simple as. But Seraph X Child says, you're the asshole. Money shared is exactly that. Shared. You're in a partnership. You can't just spend the shared money willy-nilly. <laughs> and she has every right to be upset if you're using the money you both share to buy extravagant gifts for other people without talking it through first. My rule of thumb is always, if it's more than $100, discuss it. Shared finances is not a ask for forgiveness, not permission situation. Bacon Egg and Cheese SPK says, you're the asshole. It's absolutely unreasonable for someone in your financial situation having no income to be making unnecessary $600 purchases from your joint account without agreement from your wife. No parents want their unemployed adult son buying them a $600 necklace for Christmas. Molly Roll says, you're the asshole. You used a significant amount of family money without consulting your family to buy a gift you can't easily afford in a sad attempt to keep up with your siblings. I don't blame your wife for not trusting you with a joint account anymore. Your judgment is awful. Necessary Dog says you're the asshole. $600 is a lot to pull out of a joint account without discussing it, especially since you're not working. Jammy913 says, yep, totally you're the asshole. It is easier for you to spend someone else's money rather than your own. I find it curious that you wait to get your mum something nice and expensive for once when that for once happens to be when you're unemployed and money is tight and you don't spend that kind of money on your own wife. Why would you think she'd be okay with you making such a large purchase using money she made for someone you claim she hates? Again, when money is tight. I'm sure if you had gone and picked up a necessity or even a $25 gift card for your mum that your wife would have had a better reaction. Maybe instead of shopping for a gift for your mum that didn't need to be bought this year. You could have been shopping for a job. You treated money for bills and necessities as your personal little rainy day fund and you didn't even talk about it with your wife first. Why did you marry her if you're going to put your mum above her? You are unbelievable. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I think it can only go one way, but do you have a different take on this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another one.
And our next story comes from Jiggly Jiggly Jig, who says, would I be the asshole if I have a mum's wheelchair accessible van towed? I live in apartments with terrible parking. They overbuilt without considering that maybe one parking space per unit isn't enough. They charge $25 a month for unassigned parking and $50 for an assigned covered space. I work evenings and I get home at 1 a.m. There is never unassigned parking available at that hour, so I pay extra for an assigned space. A family with a son in a wheelchair recently moved in and they have two wheelchair accessible vans. The complex provide them one handicapped spot for free. I met them when they parked in my assigned spot and asked them to move. The mum apologized and explained my spot was perfect for the family's needs because it's at the end of the row and the passenger door opens onto the sidewalk. It's not officially a handicapped space, but they can make it work. I went to the leasing office with her to see if I could get a different spot and transfer mine to her because I'm not trying to make her life harder for a kid in a wheelchair or his family. Unfortunately, they have zero assigned spots currently available for rent. They used to allow people to rent as many spots as they wanted as long as they were willing to pay. They've now instituted a policy that you can only rent as many parking spaces as your unit has bedrooms. But because the parking spots are currently written into people's leases, they can't revoke them until the leases end. There is nowhere else to park. There's a bank nearby, but they'll tell you if it's there when the manager comes in. The next closet option is Safeway parking lot almost a mile down the road. I'm on a waiting list and should have a new spot by March. Until then, I'm not giving up my current spot. The mum cried and said she really needed my spot and doesn't understand why I'm being so heartless. There is unassigned handicap parking by the leasing office, but it's on the other side of the complex and it really shouldn't inconvenience her son because the family does still have their assigned handicap spot right in front of their door. Seems to me that whichever parent actually has the kid in tow should coordinate with the other one to leave their spot open so their son can get in and out easily and the other parent can park the other van by the leasing office and walk. Since then, the mum has parked in my spot a few times and each time I left notes asking her to move or I'd have her towed. She always moved by morning. She's so combative that I really can't stand the thought of talking to her. Last night I got home and her van was in my spot. I had to park at the bank and walk. The mum hasn't moved the van. It's not like she doesn't know it's not her spot and it's not like I haven't left notes warning her I was going to have her towed. And we're going to start with effective apricot on this one who says not the asshole having a disability doesn't just excuse you to steal someone else's assigned spot and get combative when you try to ask for it back indignant laura says she doesn't care about your warnings just get her towed her son's circumstances doesn't mean you lose your parking space she needs to work out her problems like an adult and talk to the building management or work it out between them like you described there's no way that steal somebody else's space is the solution to her problem you would not be the asshole. In fact, the only way she'll learn is if you do tow her. She's relying on you not having the nerve to do it. Jay Baggin says, not the asshole. The situation sucks, but you've already done everything in your power. At the end of the day, that is the only spot you can park your car, regardless of how convenient or inconvenient it is for you or for anyone else. Reality specialist says, not the asshole. The kid can only ride in one van at a time. The other van can easily be parked somewhere else until they need it. Waxillium Ladrian says, not the asshole, you are paying for that spot. They have a free handicap spot. If it's not as convenient as your spot, too bad for them. Your imaginary fried says, not the asshole. She knows it's your spot and she's acting entitled because she has a handicapped child. Meanwhile, she has yet another spot that is perfectly viable. 
It's not her spot, you are paying for it. You've warned her multiple times and in many places, yes, you can have her towed and if not, demand the office to do it. She's smugly thinking, oh, you would dare tow a vehicle of a handicapped child, you beast. Well, fuck around and find out. You pay for that spot, she is not in any way entitled to it. I love to hear how she exercises this entitlement elsewhere because I'd be willing to bet she does. And one more from Crazy How That Works who says not the arsehole, you went above and beyond what most people would do and yet the property management company wouldn't do the rest. It's not fair for you to be paying money for a spot yet have to walk a mile to your place though. They knew about the policy before they signed their lease. Now, what would you do in this situation? I think I agree with a lot of the comments in this one. Whilst it being a tough situation, I think this person's acting rather entitled and still parking in the space. And OP did go above and beyond what they actually needed to do in the very beginning. But what do you guys make? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And this story comes from Poison Note. Am I the asshole for demanding the copy of my car key back or else I'll involve the police? My partner and I purchased our Jeep a few months ago. We have zero payments on it. Title is in my partner's name and it is insured under us. About a month ago, the person we purchased it from took our Jeep with a second key that neither of us knew he had and drove off with it while my partner was at work. This was a major problem as my partner works 30 minutes from where we live and we have no other car as I work from home and don't need one. We called the police and they more or less deemed it civil and told us to sort it out between us and the seller. At the end of the day, we get the car back, but the seller never gave us the key. I ran into the previous seller and he tells me he will have it dropped off at my partner's work on Monday as he owns a construction crew that my partner's job does firewatch for. Monday comes and goes and he hasn't given it to us. We try to set up times to get it. He's dodgy about it. Finally today, I tell my partner that if he doesn't return the key to us by tomorrow, I'll be filing a police report against him. My partner says he doesn't agree because he doesn't feel the need to go the aggressive route with this and he feels I'm being a bit of an asshole by reporting it as theft. Am I the asshole? Absolutely not the asshole. It is theft 100%. And yes, he's just stealing the car. And I can't believe the police did nothing about this either, that they didn't charge him for stealing your car. Get the locks changed on your car? Is that a possibility? Sure, it must be. And another thing that popped into my head, I hope this guy sort of previously knew your address in some ways, because otherwise he's found out your address as well and then popped around, which feels creepy to me. But for someone to do that, it sounds kind of unhinged. But Boring Ghoul says, so they stole your car after you had bought it from them and the police did nothing. No, you're not being too aggressive. You're being too passive. Demand the key back and threaten the police if they don't comply and put a tracker in your car. Not the arsehole. No policy says not the asshole. Based on the details that you owe $0 on the car and it's titled in your partner's name, the car was stolen. Why was deemed a civil matter by the police? The police deeming this a civil matter and the partner not wanting to file makes me wonder if, if there's something going on you're not privy to. Mm. I do agree that getting the keys reprogrammed or the vehicle rekeyed is a good idea. Joan Clay says not the asshole, but also can you just change the locks and ignition on the car? It won't be cheap, but it will be less expensive than going to court. It sounds like the police won't do anything about it anyway. Waxillian Ladrian says not the asshole. This guy stole your car. I saw you said he changed his mind on selling it to you, but the title is in your partner's name. It is legally your partner's vehicle and then quotes, the police more or less deemed it civil and then said, what kind of idiot cops think Grand Theft Auto is a civil matter? 
OP did reply to that saying, cops in a town with a population of under 4,000. Lol. General Order says not the arsehole, you bought the car. It's bonkers that the seller would just hop in and drive around. It sounds like your partner might not want to get the police involved because you mentioned their company works with the seller's construction crew. I would address that with him. Maybe there is a conflict of interest at work that your partner didn't consider or disclose before this incident. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Again, I can only see it going one way unless you think there's something else going on. What do you think it might be? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, at the end of this video, we have a playlist that will scroll through um, I the Arsehole videos for you so you don't have to click or anything like that. So you can click on that and it will go through the whole playlist for you. And there's over, well over 300 videos in there right now. Please feel free to get involved and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.